I'm Jamie Gennaro, and this is Business for Humans. Let's talk about taking your business to a new level without the suits and without being a robot. Here, you can be yourself, you can be imperfect, you can be flawed, and you can still have raging success. So let's go. Hello. Hello, hello. A couple things I want to talk about today. We are in the middle of the year. So if you're listening to this at a different time and it's not the middle of the year, July, then it's okay. Just think about this as milestones, right? Like what are the milestones in your business? What are the milestones in your work life that you look at as sort of places to gauge and look back and reflect? We're going to do a little bit of that today. The crazy thing that's happening outside of my window right now (laughs) is that it's a storm. It's July. Welcome to the Netherlands. It's raining and stormy. It's what they call a code red, which means it's super windy. My neighbor about six months ago planted this little baby eucalyptus tree. And I don't think they knew what was going to happen because it grew into a monster. But because it's so thin because it's eucalyptus, it is like, I wish I could show you a picture. It is, well, maybe I can, right? Like I'll post it on social. It's like drooping over and touching the sidewalk. And it's a huge tree, like almost reaches our roof. So let's say it's, I don't know how tall that is, Uh, really tall, (laughs) like 10 people tall. And it's just tipped over. I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, they're going to have to take it down. It's not fully pulled up from the roots, but it is sad. So that's what's happening outside of my window. It is a gnarly storm. I I drove my son to school, which is not typical because he rides his bike, aka we live in the Netherlands. I took him to school and just the walk from the house to the car was insane, like being in the middle of a hurricane. So, okay, so we're going to do some reflection today and and really take note of where we are and the milestone that we're at. And I like mid-year reflections because it's exciting to think, okay, let me let me t- keep track of what I've done this year and then also realize that wow, I still have 6 months to go. I have a lot of time to accomplish the other goals I've set for myself. There's this really important thing that happens when you write down your wins when you celebrate how far you've come. It's a moment where you get to marinate in the work. Like you put in work. Now, here's what our brain does when we sit down to make this list of all the things we've done. Our brain goes, oh, but I set that goal and I didn't meet it. Oh, I did that, but it wasn't really that great. We talk ourselves out of recognition. And I just did this exercise yesterday with my coach, who is amazing. And I hope I'll have her on soon because she's she's really incredibly inspiring. Her name is Leanne Kim. I love her podcast as well. Like it's a it's a super inspiring um just way to look at growing your business and really staying fundamentally true to yourself, which obviously is my jam. Right? That's why she's my coach. But we sat down yesterday and we did this reflection on the last six months. And we also have, that's how long we've been working together. 
So it was amazing to see the things that I was able to put into action in the last six months. And it's very closely related to the podcast I recorded about commitment that I basically you know, put these goals out there, goals that have been on my list for years and years and months and months where I just would put them on the list and then didn't ever reach them. And what I want you to know is that when you put a goal on your list, it's not necessarily the reaching it and finishing it. That might not happen this year, right? It might take you two years to get to that goal. But what's great is that you're committing to the path. You're committing to the journey. So I did that early in the year. I made some really strong commitments to myself. And it wasn't always easy, right? I made a commitment, for instance, to write a book. I started that commitment in November and I made very little progress, very little. (laughs) I was really in deep procrastination. And I didn't think it was ever going to get done because it was so hard to sit down to do the actual work. It was like bubbling inside of me and thinking about doing the work was really exciting. But when I sat down to actually do the work, it was like pulling teeth. It was really hard until I got into my flow. I like let go of the tactical part and the deadlines. I got into flow and I ended up meeting what my ultimate deadline goal was, which was June. So I met, I met the deadline. Now, if I didn't sit down to reflect back on, on this goal or just even the progress I had made in these first six months of the year, I would just keep moving forward and I would find evidence to support the reason why I wasn't doing enough. That's where our brains go. I need to be doing more. Like I could be doing more. I would be going faster if I was doing more. And I think there's a deconditioning in that, right? I think that's an old paradigm. Like do more, do more, grind more, grind more. That's what success is. It's a really hard habit to break. If you're someone like me, that's just a workhorse. And I always have been. And so anytime I take a break, I'm like, I'm lazy. I'm being lazy. I'm not being productive. So sit down and get a pen. And if you want to do this right now, I encourage you to do it. Like just pause the the podcast. So get a pen, get a piece of paper, get like a big piece of paper, you know, like don't just take a note on your computer. Don't half-ass this exercise, make it big. So what was fun is that yesterday I got to do this um, session with my coach in person, which is so exciting because she lives in North America and I don't. (laughs) So it was so nice. She was here on vacation and we met up and got to do this session in person, which I love doing with my clients who who are here as well. I think it's a really, really just a different way to kind of connect to the work that you're trying to do. So we got one of those big pieces of paper that's on the kind of um, easel and we made this list and she said, you should take this piece of paper home. And then I was, I didn't. And now I really regret it. I of course took a picture, but I really wish I had this big piece of paper to just remind myself how big I allowed myself to be this year. I really have grown a lot. And, and I mean like girth, right? Like I've grown out, not up. Um, 
you know, metaphorically speaking, luckily I haven't grown out in my normal life. I've been pretty good about sticking to my yoga. Um, but I really felt expansiveness looking at that list and, and writing down everything. So don't limit yourself. It's not just about the work accomplishments. It's about all the things, right? Like, hey, I went to bed earlier. I woke up later. That was one of my goals for a while. I just want to wake up later and like sleep well and not set an alarm. Um, so all the small things. Oh, I took more walks. It Don't worry about the, I set a goal to take a walk every day and I didn't meet the goal. No, remember what you've done. You did take the walk, right? Maybe it was just once a week, but that was more than you were doing before. Allow yourself to sit in the pride that comes from noting your accomplishments. Practice this, please. This is something that it's interesting that when I started asking my clients at the beginning of our sessions, what what are your wins? What did you accomplish? How are you feeling about things? It's really hard for my clients to come up with a list. Every time they would say something, they would back it up with a reason why it wasn't good. Like, oh, you know, I started eating better, but then, you know, I do eat cookies on occasion. I'm still eating cookies. I didn't completely get myself off of sugar. It's like they say something good and then they they back it up with something that basically like tears them down again. So sit down and make this list. I would like you to dig, okay? I want you to try to write down 12 things that in the last six months, wherever you are in the year, if you're listening to this at some other time, I want you to look back on the last six months and I want you to dig. I want you to dig for those things that you feel really proud of. Make the list and then look at it and see if there's a pattern. What is the overall pattern? For me, The pattern that came up for me as I was making the list was acceptance. And I have one client who's been working very hard on this same theme through our work together. And this is a hard one. Let me tell you where mine came from. I recorded an episode a while ago about my condition. (laughs) I don't even know what to call it. I really, I guess I've accepted it, but I haven't given it a name yet. but I have, I have essentially what the doctors call a disorder. It's chronic. And I was only diagnosed with it in November. So I had a lot of health issues through COVID. I think if you watch my YouTube videos that I started recording during COVID, that's when the health issues started cropping up and I had no idea what they were. But you can hear it in my voice. So basically my disorder is called AERD. I didn't know what it was either. It's called aspirin-induced respiratory disease. It has nothing to do with aspirin. The only thing about aspirin is that I'm allergic to it. I'm allergic to all NSAIDs, allergic to ibuprofen and aspirin, but that really, that's just like a symptom of, of the disorder. It doesn't really have anything to do with it. So the way it manifests is that I have asthma, which was the first thing that got diagnosed. So before I knew I had the full condition, just the asthma was diagnosed. So it's this trifecta, this beautiful trifecta of asthma, nasal polyps. What's the other thing? There's a third thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> but basically it shows up like besides the asthma, that's its own thing, but it shows up as if I have allergies. So for a while, for these two years, I lost my sense of taste. I lost my sense of smell, which now is variable. It comes and goes. Um, I was basically having these incredible allergy attacks where I couldn't sleep at night because my nose was like running like a faucet. I had to literally like stuff Kleenex up my nose and like antihistamines, nasal sprays, nothing was helping. And it was so uncomfortable. So basically like good thing I was working from home because the first time I worked outside of the house and I had an attack, I was in a, I was traveling and in a client's office in person doing a consulting workshop essentially with their team. And I showed up looking like I had this horrible cold. My eyes were watering. My nose was running. I like, I get all phlegmy and congested. So I was like coughing. (laughs) And I was so embarrassed because this was my, this was my life. Like my life looked like this every day. It felt like I had the most horrendous head cold every day. And I knew I didn't. I thought it was allergies. So we were like doing all this stuff. I thought I was like allergic to dust or you know, all these things. So we were, we like bought air fil- filters in the house. We were like doing all this anti-dust stuff. So for me, I had been living like that with like looking like I had a head cold. And then I walked into my client's office and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is my normal. Like, this is my day to day. I'm not sick. I promise you I'm not sick. This is just how I survive. And after that day, I actually, because I was in the US, I went and saw an allergist and the allergist was like, you ain't allergic to shit, honey. Essentially, they took all these tests. They're like, you're not allergic. I mean, I I have some minor allergies. I'm like allergic to grass, but they said, you know, it's not the season. You should not be having this reaction. And they diagnosed me with this chronic condition. And I can tell you in that moment, I was in Portland, Oregon. And I said, listen, I don't believe you that this is chronic. Clearly, there's a diet I can go on, some acupuncture I can do, some like deep meditation. Clearly, there's some way that I can fight this. And the woman looked at me in the eye and she said, you're going to be on medication for the rest of your life. It's not going anywhere. This is not temporary. And what's weird about these types of things is that it just shows up out of nowhere, right? It's not that like, I don't know, I changed something in my lifestyle and then I picked up this thing, right? Or something changed about me. It was literally like one day I had it, one day I didn't have it, and the next day I did. One day I wasn't allergic to ibuprofen, and the next day I'm in the ER because I'm having like, I can't breathe because I'm going into anaphylactic shock because I took an ibuprofen. I mean, that's what happened. That's That was what led me to realize like something is wrong here, <laughs> but it took me two years to get someone to diagnose this thing because it's so rare and just not something that's, you know, regularly understood, but allergists know this condition. And so she like looked at me and she immediately diagnosed me. I mean, it was the biggest relief. And also the the most horrible thing to hear that for the rest of my life, I'm going to be on an inhaler twice a day. My sense of smell and taste is going to come and go. You can hear congestion, like depending on the recording, you can hear congestion. And then also my wonderful, you know, podcast engineer has to edit out when I clear my throat because I'm using this inhaler so often that it's affecting my throat. So there's this thing about acceptance and 
when I got diagnosed in November, I went through grief. Okay, this is what happens as we transition out of one state into another state. This can happen if you're like starting change management in your business too. There's this transitory moment where you're sort of in between two places. You're attached to the old way and you know you have to embrace the new way. And it fucking sucks. It's like purgatory. If your company is in that state, and I have one client in particular whose company is in that state, everybody is clinging to the old way. But there are certain people who came in only knowing the new way. And they're pushing the team to embrace the new way and all the things that are going to be better. But the people in the middle are, they see the advantages of that, but it's really hard to let go of where they were and what they were doing and how they were doing it before. And this is what happened to me. I really wanted all the other things. So one of the things I had to give up because the condition was alcohol. And I love to drink. And I'm not like, I don't over drink, but I am like, when I'm in a, at a party, I like to have fun. And, um, and, and drinking has always been a part of that. And, you know, again, I'm not like a big heavy drinker, but I do enjoy, like, I really like whiskey. I love to like do whiskey tastings and it, it must be like my Irish bloodline, but I just, I love whiskey. I've always enjoyed like going to vineyards and, and trying new wines. And it was, I wouldn't say it was like a part of my identity, not even close, but it's something I really enjoyed and I wasn't ready to give it up. So I was in this stage of, I can, I, I mean, it's technically possible for me to drink, but I have an extreme allergic reaction. So if I choose to drink, the repercussions on the other side are really uncomfortable. And to be honest, it's probably the same for anyone who's like getting older and drinking, like the repercussions are painful. But mine are like a set are really painful because I'll be up all night sneezing, like watery eyes, Kleenex up the nose. And then for two days, I'll lose my sense of smell and taste and I'll be super congested and uncomfortable. So I could drink, but I don't really want to feel like that. And this is the purgatory. I, there was a moment, I would say, between like November and February where I was not ready. I wasn't ready to make the transition. I knew there were certain things I was going to have to change, but I couldn't accept that this was who I was now forever. I really, really could not accept that that old version of me wasn't available anymore because I didn't want to let go. And I needed to. I needed to move forward into acceptance. So what does this have to do with goals? You're going to set different goals when you accept who you are and where you are. Instead of always thinking like, I'm going to set a goal because I'm going to be different when I meet that goal and my life's going to be different and I'm going to feel different and I'm going to feel better when I get to the other side of this goal. You're not actually, I'm sorry to tell you. You're not going to feel any different except for the pride and the confidence that comes with meeting goals, right? But on the other side of that goal is going to be something else. 
And we build resilience as we get on this path to to meeting these goals. And as we start to reflect back on what we've done and feel pride for that, right? We feel proud of what we've done so that we go forward with pride instead of knocking ourselves down, beating ourselves up for what we didn't do instead of encouraging ourselves based on what we did do. And then it's harder to meet the next goal. So when you sit in the moment that you are right now and you make this list, there's an acceptance of, maybe I didn't do the 25 things on my list, but I did five. And I am really proud of what I did. I'm really proud of what I had to come through to get there. Because we all have hurdles. Mine, my hurdle, one of my hurdles, right? Like I have many hurdles. One of them is AERD. Like now I have this condition it's a hurdle. I had to sit in it. I had to accept where I am. I had to accept what some of my limitations are, right? Like it puts limitations on me. For two years, it was really hard for me to work more than two hours a day. I was freaking exhausted because my immune system was like in high alert. I was basically like burning my immune system constantly. It was like on. And that is exhausting. Your body thinks it's fighting something. It's like having a cold, right? Like when, you're, when your immune system is fighting something, it makes you tired. You need to sleep it off so that your body can keep working. I was in that state for two years. And my, my um, esophagus, so my white blood cell count was extremely high. And it still is. I mean, that's the medication I'm on is essentially like regulating my white blood cell count because it's always in this like fight state. P.S. Where do you think that came from? I'm pretty sure this is like a consequence of burnout. And I'm I'm not going to like put any science behind that. But I have to say that like if your cortisol levels and you're in this like fight or flight state for decades, which I was, it's not that surprising to me that the result of high cortisol levels for a really long time and high stress equals an immune disorder. Like it sort of computes, which is part of like my acceptance too. It's also part of the lesson. I can't go back to that place because it was unhealthy and it's making me unhealthy. So you need to accept where you are and if you have any limitations, but don't accept those limitations as I'm not going to go forward. Just accept those limitations as this is where I am. This is what I'm able to do. And I'm going to go forward from here. So I hope that is helpful. I hope you take note of where you are right now and that you embrace it and you feel proud. And send me the list, like post it, put it, put it in the comments, put it in, you know, send it over in social media. I'm like really excited to see what you're most proud of from the last six months. And I'll leave it at that. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to Business for Humans. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please leave a review so that other business owners can find the show. Learn more at practica.consulting.com.